Hello and welcome to Fell in Love with the Hound, the podcast for people who love greyhounds. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Fell in Love with the Hound. My name is Laura Jane and I'm your host. I hope you're having a great day so far. And I wanted to start this episode off by saying a big thank you to everyone who has been sending me messages, sharing the podcast, liking posts on our Facebook page. When we first became Greyhound owners, we had no idea of the wealth of knowledge that could be found on the internet, and specifically on Facebook. So thank you to everyone who shares photos of their hounds, shares their experiences, shares the issues that they're having, because it all adds to the collective knowledge and helps to make the world a better place for us and for our Greyhounds. One of my favourite pages to follow on social media is called Blue the Grey. Now you may have heard of Blue, as at the last count he had over 16,000 followers on Instagram, and the same again on Facebook. Blue is a greyhound that cheers me up no end, and every time his owner Kimberly posts something, you know that it's going to be pretty special, and usually pretty hilarious as well. So, and I fell in love with the hound first, I reached out to Kimberly, who just so happens to live on the other side of the world, and asked if she'd like to have a chat about Blue the Greyhound and just what makes him just so special. I also wanted to know about the Greyhound community in Australia and how it differs, if at all, from the one that I'm growing used to in Scotland. So after much calculating of time differences and a microphone issue at my end, we at last got a chance to sit down and talk about our love of Greyhounds that stretches across the globe. I hope you enjoy our chat. So I'm here today with Kimberly, who you may not know her name, but you might know the name of her greyhound, Blue, um, who is very famous on Facebook. So Kimberly, where are we speaking to you from today? From sunny Melbourne. Oh, from Melbourne. So literally, I'm in the west of Scotland, so you're pretty much on the other side of the world. (laughs) Yes, pretty much exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a lovely summer's day, lovely summer's morning here in Scotland today. What's it like in Melbourne? It's horrendous. It's freezing cold, windy and raining. Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah, horrible. So we've just hit a cold front, so it's very miserable here at the moment. All right, okay. Well, I'm sorry we've stolen your son, but it's Scotland. So we, we only get summer for about two weeks. That's okay. We're happy to lend you like a couple of days a year. Cool. That's fine. Thank you. <laughs> so, first of all, thank you for coming on um, to the podcast. Uh, the reason I wanted to speak to you was, um, obviously, we have a Facebook page, Fell in Love with the Hound, and... Um, I enjoy Facebook. I, I follow kind of a lot of greyhounds and a lot of greyhound groups. And Blue the Grey is my favourite Facebook page. I, <laughs> I just absolutely adore it. So can you maybe tell us a bit more about Blue? Sure. Um, well, I don't know if you could hear that, but Blue's actually asleep right next to the computer. And as you said that, he groaned, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I'm going to interpret as uh, I thank you for flattering him so much. Brilliant. Um, so, Blue, where to start? Um, Blue came into my life almost accidentally um, five years ago. So, um, I mean, the story behind him is that he was trialling to be raised. He was never, as they say, named as a racer here in Australia Um, He was training and I was just catching up with my little sister for a coffee one day who uh, works as a primary teacher. And she was just telling me by the by that a few of the teachers that she worked with had purchased a greyhound in a syndicate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I work for an organisation called Animals Australia and it just so happened that at that time we were right in the middle of um, a, a pretty extensive investigation into Australia's greyhound racing industry. So I'm learning very quickly what happens to greyhounds. Yeah. Um, so I said without really revealing anything, um, you know, you know what happens to greyhounds when when they don't win. And she assured me that uh, he'll be very well looked after and everybody loves him very much. Um, and I said, look, just keep your ear close to the ground. And yeah. if anything happens with Blue, you just call me and, you know, we'll sort something out. And so um, needless to say, I did get a call out of the Blue. I believe it was one Wednesday. And by Friday, I was o- over at her place um, meeting this enormous dog. So he had broken his leg. Um, yeah. We're not sure of the exact exact circumstances of that. Um, but he broke his leg. They didn't want him anymore, um, you know, as is such a common story, sadly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the trainer literally dropped him off at my sister's house and I came and took him home. So that's, I guess, the story about yes. how he came to me. Um, as far as, like, what he's like, though, which I actually think was probably more more what you were asking, um, <laughs> he... He, I think the best word I could use to describe him is he's just a dork. He's um, <laughs> he's he's so full of personality. Like he's 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 a bit of a spoilt, um, entitled, very, <laughs> uh, you know, a very deep thinking and feeling sort of yes. animal. He has lots of emotions. He has no hesitation in sharing them with the world. Um, I kind of love that about him. You know, just what you see is what you get. You know what he's thinking or feeling at any given time because he doesn't he doesn't hide it. So <laughs> it's refreshing. I think I wish people would do that more often. Um, but yeah, yeah he's well, like humans are more like that. That would, that would be useful if humums were oh, more like that. <laughs> life would be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think that's really interesting because a lot of comments that I get about greyhounds is, oh, they're so docile, and I think people think that they don't they don't have a personality, but actually, mm-hmm. after you've spent some time with any greyhound, the personality comes through, whether it Absolutely. is, you know, it tends to be a bit quirky. I always think that uh, my greyhound, Dash, she's so beautiful that she's just got away with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's, oh, like, yeah. she's like a supermodel. It's like people do stuff for her, and that's, she yeah. gets away with it, but she's very quirky. So I love the yeah. fact that, you know, Blue obviously has this really strong personality, and I think that comes through in, in everything you kind of post about him. Yeah. So and that's a kind of a big of... aim. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that's kind of um, it's kind of a, a big aim, I guess, these days for his little social media following. Um, and it puts me in a bit of an awkward position sometimes because I really do try to sort of um, you know, display that personality of his, and I try and communicate that as best that I can. Um, but in reality, like on the odd occasion that we sort of run into his follow one of his followers in in the real world. Mm-hmm. I always kind of have to apologise because I think that people expect to see this yeah. silly, dorky, you know, sort of jam-packed full of personality dog. And he's just, he's not like that all the time. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and and so often people will come, they're so excited to meet him and it's just so beautiful and it might be, you know, breakfast time or he might be just like ready for sleep and he's just like, no, nah, I'm not giving you anything right now. And thankfully, you know, and I'm always like, look, I'm really sorry. He's just, just <laughs> not in the mood right now. I promise he loves you deep down. Yeah. Um, thankfully, everybody's been very forgiving and they've they've been very sweet about it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, he's so beautiful. I think anybody would just be happy to meet him and have a wee cuddle anyway. So yeah. I don't think there's any worries about that. <laughs> so what made you decide? You said you've got a small uh, small social media following. I think last count it was like 16,000 people on Facebook. What made you decide to start a Facebook page? Uh, I actually started Instagram first. So Facebook was pretty uh, – the Facebook page came in a bit later and I only really started actively posting to that sort of last year, I think. Um, and, I mean, the reason that we started Instagram was that I kind of felt a little bit like a new mum after I brought him home because <laughs> yeah. all I wanted to do was post photos of him and yep. I, had a, I had a family member or two to say oh please just stop posting so many photos of your dog it's just like dog spam and so I thought okay a good compromise here is I'm just gonna start an account just for him and at that point like there was no intention to even share him with anyone else it was just an outlet for me like I was taking so many pictures and stuff and he became such a big part of my life so quickly that I kind of needed an outlet yeah just post all these pictures otherwise you know my family was just going to hear nothing else except you know all the things that had happened with blue that week so that's kind of how it started and it just went from there well i have to say just for future reference um dog spam is the best spam as far as i'm concerned so if anybody <laughs> wants to send any pictures to fill over the hound we are more than happy to accept them <laughs> i totally agree <laughs> so the I think the first thing I saw of Blue was one of the videos that you'd actually created. I think it was, was it 10 reasons to not get a greyhound or something yep. like that? Yep. Um, yep. Now, that looks as if it's had millions of views now. So can you tell me why you decided to make that video? Um, yeah, that was a bit of a shock hit, to be honest. <laughs> um, I kind of, I mean, Blue's... Lose social media is just kind of like therapy for me, to be honest. I've, it's so fun and so wholesome and, and such a lovely community that it really, it brings me so much joy doing it. And um, I would do nothing but that if I possibly could, to be honest. But um, but my my day job is social media. So I, I, I work in, as I said, for Animals Australia, I do their social media there. So it's, it's an environment that I'm, you know, very comfortable in. Um, and I... I do a lot of production work with our videos for the organisation, mm-hmm. um, just scripting and sort of developing concepts and things like that. But as far as the technical skills, that's definitely something that's not my expertise. Um, I've got very limited technical skills when it comes to actually putting videos together. Um, so it kind of started as just me playing around and I was just trying to learn how to use the software and yeah. um you know, I don't think I really set out to um, put together sort of the video that it ended up being, um, but I was just trying to learn a couple of things. And, um, you know, again, the reality is my phone's probably sort of 80, 90% photos of blue and videos of blue. So I just had so much content there and 
I thought, oh, you know, why don't I just try and sort of stick it together in some way that makes sense? And Mm -hmm. it just kind of came together quite accidentally. And again, it was just so fun to do. So it was really quite surprising and really lovely to see how well people responded to that. I think I must have sort of tapped into something that the fellow crazy greyhound people out there that um, kind of resonated with. So yeah, that was, (laughs) that was really fun. Um, And it's, it, it just keeps going, which is really nice. Like I think we December last year. So it was a few months ago now, but I still have seen comments coming in every day and um, yeah, it's just gorgeous. It's really, it's really lovely. Yeah. I always joke that when you um, get a greyhound, you join a cult. It's like the yep. cult of the cult of grey. So I think as people are joining that cult, um, they're finding your video and they're saying, that's right. I totally, I understand that experience. I 100% am on board with everything that's on there. And plus it's a great way to kind of articulate how you're feeling. What you've managed to do is you've managed to kind of articulate how we all feel when we get a greyhound because first of all, we want to tell everybody how amazing they are. Second of all, we want to make sure that there's enough homes for them because we all become very aware of um, the the plight of the greyhounds and, and how, you know, trying to find homes for them can be quite difficult. Um, so I think you've really tapped into that and it means that we can use your words and Blue's pictures to share that message, which I think is really important. Um, mm. So so thank you for creating the videos because they always make me smile and anytime Blue has puts any pictures up, it, they always make me smile. I just adore them. So Oh, that's lovely to hear. Thank <laughs> you for saying that. <laughs> that's that's kind of the aim. I mean, we say that like the two the two most important things that we want to achieve through Blue being on social media is um well, first and foremost, you know, to encourage greyhound adoption and I I think, you know, they these dogs, even though it's getting better, they need a bit of help in the PR department. I think yeah. that certainly um, in previous years, I think people just had a very negative or a negative association with greyhounds or, or just would never have met one. They just didn't know anything about them. And mm. um, I think that as more people, you know, as more people are adopting greyhounds, it just has this sort of exponential um, a yes. benefit because the more dogs that are out in the community, the more people have the chance to interact with them. Um, and you know, that's when we start talking about ambassador dogs. And I like to say to people, like every single person out there that's got a rescue greyhound, like it's your responsibility to kind of talk to as many people as you can, yes. and you know, get you know, and because. I guess just making people understand just how important it's not just helping the dog that they've brought home, but the dog that they have can help inspire so many other people. And, you know, sometimes it's just one person coming up and giving them a pat and you might have just planted a seed in that person's mind. It may not mean that they go and adopt a dog the next day or in the next five years, but you're starting to change those perceptions about about those dogs. And that happened to me actually now that I think of it many, many years ago. Um, I was just sitting in a cafe um, where I come from in Geelong, which, you know, there's quite a lot of greyhound racing in that area. Um, Mm. And I just recall that this greyhound kind of came out of nowhere and just walked up to me and just put his head on my lap. And I had never seen a greyhound in the flesh in my life. Um, And, of course, being an animal lover, I very much welcomed that experience. But I I remember very much that penny-dropping moment and and just – this dog was so gentle and so loving, so enormous. Um, and I just, I remember thinking the next dog I get, it's going to be a greyhound. 
Yeah. Um, it was so, so many years before Blue, but that just always lasted with me. And I just think, you know, that's all it takes is a couple of minutes of that genuine interaction and you Absolutely. can change the way that people think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I um I take Dashin to work with me a couple of days a week and I can I literally cannot go around the block for her lunchtime walk without someone stopping to talk to me and having a wee pet. And I just think, well, every person that I've stopped to talk to and every person who's pockets she sniffed in case there might be some treats in there is somebody who's went away with hopefully a positive association uh, with greyhounds and you know so many people have said come up and said oh I used to have a greyhound or or really want one or or what kind of dog is you so it's that kind of information passing on um I like the term ambassador <laughs> I think I'm gonna adopt that term I think that's a brilliant <laughs> term um but yeah it's definitely I think you can say so much. I mean, we can. I can do this podcast. We can do our social media. But I think actually letting people meet the dogs themselves, seeing their personalities, seeing how gentle they are, I think that makes a huge difference. Um, so actually, going on from that, um, I know in Scotland here we have quite a strong um, community where all the different organisations have walks that you can go to and meet people and that kind of thing. What's the kind of greyhound? landscape I guess like in Australia do you have a lot of um, meetups and opportunities to to meet other greyhound owners? Um, Yeah we do actually I mean I guess the upshot to having the world's biggest greyhound racing industry is that we've got the most greyhounds in the world Mm -hmm. Um, and you know thankfully as times are changing that means there's a lot more of them in the communities so we do have a very active um greyhound rescue community nationwide um so greyhound racing is state-based in australia so um we'll all nearly all of the groups are state state state-based groups so we've got sort of greyhound adoptions western australia um right okay Mm -hmm. yeah so we've got we've got heats we've i think we've got last count sort of over 40 greyhound rescue groups um based all around australia and Mm -hmm. some of them do do sort of multi-state rescues but where i live in melbourne so we're the second biggest greyhound racing oh actually we might be the biggest greyhound racing state i think um so melbourne's yeah there's quite a number of very active groups in melbourne which is which is great so it means that you know there's fundraisers we just had the great global greyhound walk recently yes um, yes we took part in that as well yeah that was just such a great day i wasn't even sure blue was going to um make the distance because he's such a creature of routine that sometimes if we go for a walk where he's never been before he does the old greyhound freeze and it's quite pain but he just got mm-hmm. so excited I mean I think it was just the fact that there was literally hundreds of other greyhounds there and he just loved the day he literally pulled me along the walk which is such <laughs> a new experience so that was great I I'm, I'm trying to get much more active actually because I've always kind of he's always been quite an introvert to be honest but um but I've noticed you know, when taking him out to things like that, he's actually really starting to learn to enjoy it a lot more. So yeah. I'm truly, I'm trying to make more of an effort to bring him along to things like that. So we've got another um, Greyhound fundraiser coming up later this month, which I think will be really fun, and we'll get to meet. You know, it, it, all, the, the other thing is too, I guess, like as his as his social media grows, it's actually just like a really nice experience to meet some of the people in real life that follow him and yes. that, you know that message him and that comment on his page and. Um, so yeah, that's a really nice, um, benefit to be able to actually go, oh, that's you. And like, I know the names of their dogs and yeah, it just kind of 
taking that sort of online community into the real world is a really nice experience. Yeah. Do you ever find as well when you kind of get to know other greyhounds and their owners? I know so many names of greyhounds and then I forget the names of the owners yes. and I end up yeah. saying, oh, that's, you know, Dash's mum or yep. <laughs> like, you get the, to know the, the beauty of that is, do you find that like everyone is on the same page with that? It's sort of like almost like an unwritten, like this understanding among yes. the community that we prioritise remembering the names of the dogs. dogs because that's what it's all about. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think you're alone with that. I just remember at some point, because I'm pretty awful with names in the best of times, but at some point I, I just made the decision that it's like I'm just going to remember the names dogs. Yeah. And people are fine with it. A lot of other people I've spoken to are just like, I'm the same. So it, I think it's okay. I think you can get <laughs> yeah, away with I it. Do. I think that's a universal language. I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so if people want to follow Blue, uh, where where can we find him and how what's your handles uh so he's on instagram and facebook and it's just blue the gray at both of those channels fantastic and so do you have any other plans for maybe any more videos or anything like that for for things coming up because i'd imagine you've probably got loads of footage on your phone of the fun <laughs> things done <laughs> Yeah, I, oh gosh, I've got I've got a lot of um, ideas coming up. It's just a matter of sort of finding the time to implement them. But um, the next one coming up, so the most recent one we did was actually sort of like a compilation video from a lot of his followers that submitted videos. So that was super fun. It was just gorgeous. Um, it was just so many videos of dogs doing zoomies and, and playing and running and um so you can imagine how joyful that was to sort of sit through all of that footage like what a tough life that I have um <laughs> well, it's a hardship and I actually hardship. put that together and I, <laughs> I I saw that a couple of comments came through sort of jokingly saying this is not what greyhounds are like and I went oh you know what that's kind of true I think I might be might sort of perpetuating this um misconception that greyhounds are really active and love to run Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, um, I thought, okay, I need to kind of balance this out a bit. And so a few days later, I put up a post and said, okay, you know, I don't want to be misleading anyone. So let's try and even this a bit. And can everyone just send me the best videos they have of their dogs sleeping and being lazy? Um, so I feel that the only thing that has been more fun to do than editing Zoomy videos is editing lazy greyhound videos I've just started really I've got so many too we've got more video and like not shockingly to anyone who has greyhounds I've got more videos of that than the zoomies yes, I can imagine um, oh, just so many and so many good ones I was just in stitches watching some of these videos so um so yes I'm just starting to thread that together now and having the best time doing it but hopefully I'll have that up in the next couple of weeks so oh brilliant yeah. I cannot wait to see that that's I will I will share that everywhere <laughs> as I'm sure as I'm sure all greyhound lovers will because yeah the zoomies the zoomies are so much fun to see and it's fun to see them running as they should be able to run just naturally and free and just having fun um but let's face it 23 hours out the day they're sleeping so yeah that's yeah. a natural so, state. <laughs> I, I think I think the zoomies video if I really think about it the zoomies video is really catered to the greyhound people like because they get yeah. it um where you know and that's kind of part of his job but a big part of his job is kind of reaching the non-greyhound people as well so um trying to sort of combat these misconceptions so I think that the the sleepy 
you know, lazy greyhound video might be a little bit better for reaching those people. <laughs> and hopefully some people that think, oh, you know, I don't live a really active lifestyle or my backyard's not big enough, you know, I'm hoping that this video might help them go, oh, actually, yeah, this might be the dog for me. I don't like yeah. going on, you know, 20 kilometre runs every day. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely people almost don't believe you, I think, when you say, you know, a couple of short walks a day and she's fine. But I think if we see a video of them all sleeping, that might help break down another yeah. misconception yeah, <laughs> of what greyhounds are about. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I'm really excited to see those videos and I really I will share them to anybody that's listening to the podcast. I will share them <laughs> when they come out. But can I just say a massive thank you, Kimberly and Blue, who I think is still is he still snoring down? down there he's somewhere he's not snoring at the moment but he's fast asleep with his head actually on my keyboard at the moment oh so, <laughs> well yeah, thank typical. you thank you blue thank you um and give him a big hug from me and thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and um hopefully everybody will go and follow you on facebook and instagram and we can just share the joy i think that's the most important thing just share the happiness of having a greyhound in your life because it just improves the joy level by like 50 (laughs) percent absolutely and yeah thank you so much for having me i mean as i said to you in our email um my two favorite things united podcasts and greyhounds it's like a dream come true so I really appreciate what you're doing to help um encourage people to adopt greyhounds and um yeah for having me on it's been a real delight oh thank you so much thank you I had such a good time talking to Kimberly her passion for blue and greyhounds as a whole was infectious in fact we spoke way more than I had time for in the podcast so hopefully I'll keep those clips and use them in a different episode It was wonderful to speak to someone who's managed to articulate how we all feel about our hounds and then share that with the world. I would thoroughly recommend following Blue the Grey on Facebook or Instagram or both as they continue to spread the word on how amazing greyhounds are as pets. So that's it for episode four. I will be back soon with a new episode. But in the meantime, take care and give your hound a hug from me.